0: Hey listen to Commander Coat podcast, episode one seventy eight. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about a deck that proves why you should never go alone. Now, hit our
1: theme song.
0: Hey, Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good, what is going down? A ton is going down. You are are not only not with me, but you are out at the lake. I am back here holding it down in the studio. We have an actual deck list to talk about today that is on the cutting edge of all the sweet-ass shit that everybody's doing. You're going to hear about it right here on Commander Cookout Podcast first, and uh, we're going to thank some Commander Cookout patrons, and have a whole lot of fun on the Good Vibes Arc. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, face FaceToFaceGames.com, their Canada's biggest magic store.
1: Oh, very much so. And you know what? They've actually helped us out a little bit by sending us a couple pieces of new giveaway merch that I'm excited about. I wish they sent us more because I would have liked to keep some, but we're going <laughs> to give them away. We're going to talk about that in a quick sec. First of all, big... Um, Big apology to anybody who can hear me. I know on the pre-show yesterday I said that I was gonna go into the re- the, the cabin that I'm at, my parents' cabin, and like record. You know, I got the curtains and some soundproofing. It's gonna sound real good. Then, yeah, then the little guy didn't fall asleep, so I'm in the garage and the <laughs> clock is ticking right beside me. And I didn't think the mic could hear it, but it can. And I'm s- I'm sitting beside a giant fucking water tank, and I can hear myself echoing inside the water tank. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) so super professional um recording cookout podcast (laughs) hey man
0: it's it's what we do here all right yeah
1: that's it i'm there'll be some serious like noise reduction and compression editing on both of our ends i'm sure Woohoo! (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's we are on the arc of good vibes of course episode 178 gotta shoot a big thank you to everybody in cco nation for keeping us going all of the the uh, the the thanks the how's it going the how you doings i know that over the last couple of weeks that's been my good vibe that's kind of what i've stuck to because it's really helped me you know with my hip injury that i talked about last week but that isn't what our good vibe is this week. Do you want to kick
0: it off with our with our first good vibe of the week? Absolutely. And I mean this is kind of centered around here, but it's something for everybody else to look forward to in that the where we are living in Canada is the like by far the lowest spread of COVID-19. We have the fewest deaths, the fewest cases, the most testing, all of that noise. And we have a quasi definite time frame for when our economy and thus our society will reopen and come out of quarantine. And at least for me, that's a huge deal because, I mean, like, for six weeks, it's been just nothing but misery. And the announcement came out Thursday, and on Friday, everybody was in a good mood. It's like all of that negative energy just, like, washed off of everybody's backs, and everybody was so happy. Even going around today, like, the sun's out, the weather's nice, people are out, like, walking, they're still distance, but they're out, and they're not looking all miserable and grumpy like stomping around cuz walkins all they can do because they know in like a week or two they're going to be back doing sort of what we would usually be doing this time of year and that's so exciting yeah man it's
1: it's 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 so huge like we were waiting for the announcement to come like our the the premiere of our province Uh, We live in Saskatchewan. It's in the West for anybody who isn't familiar, any any non-Canadian CCO nationalites. We live in the Western part of Canada, very landlocked, not a whole ton of international flying because our airport is only big enough to service like a city of 300,000, not like 3 million, like a lot of cities in the United States, right? Or elsewhere globally that has been very hard hit. So we're fortunate that we've got a graduated return to normalcy right like uh, stores are going to start to reopen um, in the next couple weeks and then places like chiropractic clinics and massage therapist places which was like a huge saving grace for myself right because my back and hip has been so sore and i've only been able to receive limited treatment and attention for it so now i'm going to be able to go and get a massage i'm going to be able to not have to like take my toddler to the chiropractor with me because daycare's opening up again it's it's huge yep. the dentist often is reopening it's
0: so exciting
1: phase two is going to be some of the more social places and and of course gatherings are still going to be limited to 10 people or whatever it is but that's going to mean like by the end of may we're going to be back going to the local game store to pick up our product right yeah. we're probably not going to have the the 30 person EDH M's of a few months ago but we're gonna be able to get together and you know get into my backyard get the barbecue on play some magic even if it's in my garage like even if rebecca doesn't want like you know the drunk cco dude bros in our basement (laughs) you know like brando and kyla and fu smitty and fu jesse and and the whole cco crew can come to my house we're gonna have a barbecue we're gonna open flippy some some icoria fucking super packs, packs right and it's gonna be i'm just i'm so happy right like we're sharing this good vibe together and yeah. we want people to continue to do what the CDC and the World Health Organization recommends for preventing the spread of COVID-19 and all that jazz like we're not we're not uh uh quarantine covid corona cookout podcast that's not <laughs> us we're like every other fucking podcast on the planet yeah. but we want to make sure that other people can enjoy this moment going forward like we're enjoying it now because it is exciting
0: We're proof, right? I mean, everybody can do it, and we're getting it now. And when everybody else kind of gets there and everything starts opening up, they're going to feel this awesome too, and everybody's going to be, again, feeling the vibes. And I fucking love that. And, of course, if you're somewhere listening right now that is
1: still very affected or getting worse, there are still places that get worse from now. Like, just stick to it. Listen to the professionals. Do what you can do, right? And and don't take that oh well nobody else is doing it attitude, right? Control what you can control, do what you have to do to stay safe, stay healthy, and keep your community healthy. Community cookout podcast, that's who we who we are today.
0: I guess. I guess. Still CCO, <laughs> I suppose, but Yeah. So those are that's a great vibe, I think. And it's a oh, man. good good jumping off point for what we're gonna talk about on the show proper. Yeah, that's it. Before we do, of course, a couple patron shout outs couple
1: funny nicknames ooh so first funny nickname of course this is a benefit to becoming a patreon supporter of which we are very grateful especially during this time for a lot of people first funny
0: nickname Nicholas Hebert Nick so like Nick Nick he Nick heeb that sounds like a magic Nick card Hebe.
1: hey Nick Hebe. <laughs> Nikheb, yeah, that's Neheb's brother. He's from uh, he's from Ammonket. Oh, there we go. There it is. Yes, Nikheb Nick the Eternal. Oh, I like that. I do. Yeah, that's a good that's a solid nickname. Nikheb. Big thank you, shout-out, and F you, of course.
0: F you indeed, sir.
1: And my favorite thing, like, and it's becoming more and more prevalent on the Discord, every time somebody new joins, there's just like hundreds of middle fingers go up. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so i like that for sure okay next shout out and he's got a famous last name so of course he's far less talented far less famous than any of his professional wrestler football baseball brethren this is big shout out to jason owens
0: oh not to be confused with kevin owens
1: or terrell owens oh yes yeah terrell owens i think he got voted into
0: the hall of fame this year kevin owens did not
1: no, he's still active.
0: Yes. Yes. So is like so. Triple H and all those guys, but f those guys. Hey man, Triple H is like for he's got to be almost 50.
1: He'd be getting up there, yeah. He's probably like 40, 48 or something. I have no idea. I, I remember I remember I remember Triple H from like the late 90s, man. <laughs> he was a He was a hunk. Hunk <laughs> Hurst Helmsley. They just—they should have just called him Hunk Hunk Hunk.
0: <laughs> I don't think he would have gone as far as his name was just Triple Hunk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but when you say Triple Hunk, yeah, I think he might have. <laughs> Do you remember Val Venus? He could have just been Valvenus. and he could have been like Valhuncus. Oh. And then, oh, then he would have appealed to all of like the Scandinavian crowd too if he was Valhuncus. It sounds like uh, Valhalla. It kind of does. He fucking fights you in the ring, and he kills you, and you go to heaven. <laughs> and then he'll take your mom to heaven. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, crushing it! Oh, crushing it! Perfect. I hope you know what I hope. I hope these these episodes that have been a little bit less about deck lists and more about just being fun and having good vibes. I hope people are liking it. Like I I, I just love talking and getting on air. Like I've been saying, it's been my favorite part of the week. Just getting on and bullshitting about. Pseudo magic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's a good time, and I think that people are, are are digging it. Hopefully, they won't dislike our return to normalcy where we talk about actual decks and stuff. That's
1: well. Hey, listen, Oof. we do have we do have a patron submitted list today, and I saw on our local Magic Facebook group for Saskatoon that Mono White Five Color Angel Aaron is building this almost I'm sure exact same deck. Now, yesterday on the pre-show, we said the hints were there's two options to do this. It's one of your colors, one of my colors. What was the other hint?
0: Uh, It's current.
1: And Oh, yeah. It's very topical. Okay. Yep. So we, of course, are talking about Farika, the god of affliction. Freaky Freaka.
0: Paprika. Spice of affliction.
1: And? Yeah. All all of those things sound like good cam girl names. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know she's I guess she could be she could be
1: I guess topical because we're using a companion card in what's what's the companion's name, full name Umori the collector, Umori the collector and Farika god of affliction deck so b- green is one of Brando's favorite colors Hell. that was one of the hints, Hell yeah. and black is one of my favorite colors, one of the hints topical because we're talking about a companion and only two options to build this deck It was a little bit of a red herring because there's three options if you include the option how i reviewed umori the collector on our our ikoria set review where i said you can just pick creatures and like play creatures but you can also pick artifacts and use five color reaper king mono artifact deck today we're doing farika mono enchantment umori
0: the collector deck that's like doubly topical too because we're using companions and the enchantment decks are on the upswing right now because of the theros yeah so i want to extend a big thank you to patron of the show
1: nat thompson
0: nat thompson yeah
1: And also five color mono white Angel Aaron because two members of CCO Nation both did the topical thing which was unique and different than like the first thing that pops into everybody's head with Umori which is just like oh yeah name creatures and you can play like your one drop eggs for free or whatever right. So we're doing something that's topical and unique and props to CCO Nation for thinking of that before anybody else. D- fucking stakes their claim in being the creator of something cool like this. So,
0: CCO Nation did it first. Yeah, we're doing it. Ha! Ha 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 let's tell people what they do, Ryan. Uh, Paprika, Spice of Affliction, is a 5-5 five five enchantment creature god for three, one of which is black, one of which is green, has indestructible, as long as your devotion to black and green is less than seven. It's not a creature. It has black, green exile target creature from a graveyard. Its owner creates a 1-1 one, one black and green snake enchantment creature token with death touch. And Umori the collector is a 4 5 for growl hybrid, not growl hybrid. What is this damn? Golgari Hybrid, Golgari Hybrid 2. It has companion. We'll talk about that in a second. When it comes into play, you choose a card type. Spells you cast of the chosen type cost one less. It's companion restriction, which is you play it in your sideboard and it's just kind of hanging out there for a bit, is each non-land card in your deck has to share a card type. In this case, they're all enchantments.
1: Yeah, so I guess Umori, the companion, is your 101st card, and it just exists outside the game. They changed rule 11 in the commander rules where they say if another card references being uh, bringing a card in from outside the game, you can't play that card. But because Umori brings itself in, you can cast it from outside the game. That's how companion works. So you can cast it one time from outside the game because it brings itself in and when it's in you choose enchantments and all your enchantments cost one less. So, we have to play all enchantments outside of our our uh, what did we say 38 land package or whatever? Yep. So, we're probably not going to go too deep into the lands, but just to just to kick it off like Bujuka Bog, Command Tower, Lanamore A- Wastes, Snow-covered Swamps and Forests. I'm not sure why
0: uh, the snow-covered swamps are for one of the enchantments. The snow-covered forests are probably just because. Sure. Okay. There is a spawning pool, which turns
1: into a 1-1 skeleton, a temple of malady. It scries you. Treetop village turns into a 3-3 beating monkey creature. So we've got some creature lands. We've got some dual type lands and the the expected stuff. Maybe we'd see like a a, what's the other one that removes graveyards?
0: Uh, the Desert, right? Yeah,
1: fucking Max Crandell always plays it.
0: Scavenger Grounds? Yeah, that's it. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, there we yeah, go. I,
1: you could probably fit a couple more utility lands in here. I always try and jam as many utility lands in as I can, even in decks that I fucking shouldn't. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> 13 and 13 basics, so 26 basics in here. I just wanted to mention that in uh, if anybody's trying to build a deck that is kind of limited like this one is. You know, you can't play your Rampant Growths. You can't play your, your Commander Spheres and your Arcane Signets. So maybe some utility lands might be a good option. I don't know. That's got the... He's got the slow fetches.
0: He's he's fine. Yeah.
1: You know... He's, he's fine. You know what? We read the Commanders, and you know what is in very typical CCO form uh, is to talk about a whole bunch of other stuff before we get to the deck proper. Correct. Other than the basic lands that I just wanted to get out of the way, of course. Couple things. We mentioned a new giveaway for f- from face-to-face games they're helping us out we talked about the quarantine or lack thereof for our particular province we have got a couple of their social or physical distancing play mats on route to us and they are face-to-face's logo you know with the f and the f with the shield in the middle but they're separated sure. by like an arrow that says two meters and these <laughs> these are s- a promotional product that they are donating them the sale of these play mats and other products to habitat for humanity and we're getting a couple and we are giving them away so whoever guessed farika god of affliction for this episode is going to get one of those brand new face-to-face mats and you can let us know when you contact us with your address if you want them signed or not it's cool they're a collector thing because i mean i don't think we're going to see another quarantine like this anytime soon once it's over yeah knock wood yeah yeah so huge thank you to -to face-to-face games they've been great with their communication to us the whole time you know they had to restructure a bunch of their warehouse and how they do stuff and then commander 20 was like in short supply so they couldn't do singles but now they can and like they've been great the whole time and like we're not getting anything extra for saying this but they're giving us these mats and we want to give them to you as part of the good vibe agreed Um, second thing we're talking about community i've hinted at it on discord and on twitter i am starting a little bit of a community deck building project i'm calling it communist calamax Course, Calamax is the Teamer Commander from Commander 20. I'm, I've got all the decks on pre order when they come out, and Communist in this case is with a K, so I can't even call us Communist Cookout Podcast, but I might change it. And what it is, is I want a Teamer deck that isn't a CEDH Animar deck, but I do still want it to be a 100% altered art cards. Now, because I don't have time to do them personally, I'm getting patrons, Twitter followers, YouTube subs, people that wanna be involved. I'm getting you guys to alter my cards Brando Alter style and either send them back to me or just send them to me if they're a 10 cent card after you've altered them. So I'm gonna kick things off on Discord when I have the shell of the deck ready and the discord members are going to help me build the deck mold it into form to something that i know that i'm going to want to keep together and play with and then i'm going to start shooting out there the ways that you can get in on helping me alter the deck and i want like story alters that go together i want people to you know send cards from one person to another person to another person so they can get a whole bunch of alters on one card like i want to involve as many people as i can members of the cco dude bro my lgs everybody so i just wanted to throw that out there that's what the community deck building project is and it's going to kick off either the week that this show goes live or on the weekend Ooh, that's exciting so i know everybody's really digging the the cco brando altars. like i contact everybody when they become a patron and say thank you would you like an altar some stickers you know deface some public property or some church pews or something right or would you like a Brando altar? And more often than not, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want a Brando altar. Can you do a goblin for me? Can you do a zombie? Right? Everybody fucking wants Brando altars instead of Ryan altars.
0: <laughs> I got a super cool glow-in-the-dark goblin token that I'm I'm waiting for, for somebody to want, too. So. Fuck, Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: I I definitely have to send you the addresses of a bunch of new patrons. So huge thank you to everybody that's going to be involved with that. And I'm definitely going to get some of my own Brando Alters if they're so great, everybody.
0: (laughs) I appreciate people thinking that they're awesome. It makes me feel good. There's another good vibe. (laughs) Yeah, fucking assholes. (laughs)
1: Should we do a deck?
0: I guess we can do a deck.
1: Real quick, I mentioned the mana base i want to quickly talk about the ramp package now there's 15 cards in here and i would really like if people went back and listened to commander cookout episode 169 it's one of our most popular episodes and deck lists ever it was the five color golos enchantment combo deck and the reason i say that is because this deck's ramp package is very reminiscent of episode 169 ramp package i think that we can probably for that reason clump a bunch of them together if you would be so kind good sir
0: all right we've got abundant growth fertile ground font of fertility gift of paradise Leah's presence omen of the hunt sheltered airy unbridled growth utopia sprawl u- urban utopia verdant haven weirding wood and wild growth
1: yeah phew. all of those that's not all of them but all of those are between one and three mana and they either enchant a land that allows you to tap for more than one mana or a mana of any color they enter the battlefield and find you an extra land in the case of omen of the hunt or they enter the battlefield and give you a land in the case of omen of the hunt that's what they do
0: yeah, they, some of them draw you cards, some of them turn your lands into filters, but all of them net you mana somehow.
1: That's right. I, just real quick, I, I kind of fucked that up there. Do you want to edit how I said that, just so I'd like, skip right to Omen of the Hunt? Yep. Okay. Now, the other two we've got here are Black Market, which is Black Black 3, and whenever a creature dies, you put a, what is it, a charge counter on it? Uh, yep. Why is it a charge counter? It should be like a... Death, death counter or something. Look, a, a silver counter. Yeah, or I, I I what does like uh, the, the new Athreos do? A coin counter or something? Uh, yeah,
0: I think so. Something like that.
1: Anyways, at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, add a black to your mana pool for each charge counter on black market. This is a staple. Everybody knows what it is. I guess mid to late game, though, if it sticks around the table after a board wipe comes down, it's going to give you like 6,
0: 8, 10... 25 mana a turn, right? Yeah, It can be a house. Yeah. This card is a is a house. The other one is Carpet of Flowers, which is an enchantment for a single green. During your main phase, you may add up to X mana of any one color to your mana pool, where X is the number of islands target opponent controls. No, it doesn't say first main phase, so you can play it on main phase one, skip to combat on main phase two, you can get some mana for free.
1: Yeah, and that's how you it pays for itself immediately if, like, turn one buddy to your right plays island turn two you go like carpet of flowers and then skip to your main blah 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 and then you get a green and then you can go wild growth same turn on the forest that you played your carpet of
0: flowers with and you've ramped effectively to four on turn two which is really good which is pretty sick. I am going to i don't know if maybe it was a budgetary thing, maybe our man Nat just didn't have the cards, but I would cut the filters out of here, like the ones that just make it to so your land tap for any color because you're only playing two, and play stuff like Exploration and Burgeoning. Both enchantments both let you do extra mana drops.
1: Yeah, maybe the fixing, right? Like, we're
0: playing those 26 basics. Maybe the fixing is important. With two colors, I just... The odds of you being color-hosed are pretty small. You know what I mean? So I, I just think it might be worth it to just... just there's 38 land, let's get them onto the table instead of into your hand or in the deck.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose one of them, like, ETBs and gains you life. Doesn't one of them draw you a card when it enters the battlefield or it lets you investigate or something? I don't know if that's good or not, but, like, Exploration's a very powerful card, and Burgeoning can be powerful if we've got a whole bunch of card draw.
0: Yeah. So, Which I don't know, I mean, good, I, good suggestions. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they're solid just includes or something to look at. It might have been a budgetary thing because they are not cheap.
1: Yeah, and you know what else, too, is you do have to consider with Umori... Let's say Farika on turn 2 or 3, Umori on turn 3 or 4. You do have to consider cards that only have a colored pip in their mana cost, and that's it, are cards that don't get a discount when you cast Umori. So, I, I know that he's... Like, I know that we've got a bunch of those in this deck, but... I, I don't know, I just something that I thought of. Sure. Where should we go to next? Let's go to, because everybody everybody always wonders, like, how do decks like this win, or what do they do? How do they block? How do they survive, right, when people are attacking? Maybe we look at the token generators.
0: Sure. The first token generator we have is Ephemia of the Cacophony.
1: This is probably the only time this card will ever see the light of play. Day play.
0: Yeah, I will I I never want to say those words together in a sequence ever again.
1: <laughs> so this is a 2-1 flying legendary enchantment creature harpy. So there's the enchantment. It's two mana flies at the beginning of your end step. You may exile an enchantment card in your graveyard if you do create a 2-2 black zombie creature toke. So we would want enchantments in our graveyard maybe the kind that we sacrifice like the um like the omen of the hunt, right? You sack it to scry two then we could exile it at the end of turn to get a 2-2. Two, two.
0: We could. What else we got? We got an Awakening Zone and a From Beyond.
1: Those give you spawns or... or What's the other kind? A
0: spawn or a... S- uh, scion. 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 There we go. And
1: you could either block with them as 1-1s one or 0-1s, or you can sacrifice them for mana. So they pseudo-act as ramp, but we're, we've got them in the token section because probably we're going to block with them.
0: Agreed. Uh, next up, we have a Bitter Blossom bitter blossom now i
1: thought like i thought to that here's the thing bitter blossom you told me it's like an 80 dollar card right we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the this kind of thing in the budget section i thought that this deck could be budgetized a little bit or or maybe it was a budget deck
0: but uh fucking bitter blossom hey yeah it's it it turns out printing it in a secret lair didn't help at all no which is i
1: just take note everybody Secret layers aren't gonna crash the market. <laughs> <laughs> crash uh, the market it, cookout podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bitter Blossom makes fairy tokens do a damage to you at your upkeep. Yeah. Uh what else we got? We got a curse of disturbance. That's a that's a curse. You enchant target player. Whenever somebody
1: enchants or attacks target player, they get a two two zombie.
0: And so do you. Oh. So you, you get a zombie, they get a zombie. Well, the people attacking them get a zombie, and you get a zombie.
1: I, you know what we could do? Do we just curse ourselves, and then whenever we get attacked, they get a zombie, but it can't attack us right now. But we get a zombie that we can block yeah. with.
0: We're going to talk about that later on in the strengths and weaknesses section. Why we don't want to do that.
1: Okay, sure. Last one. Last. Uh, last uh, last one, token maker. Sandworm convergence. Ooh, the old. Give them the old tremor one-two punch. I guess, <laughs> eh? <laughs>
0: I think this is from Beetlejuice, actually, more than uh, than Tremors, but it's a thing. It's an enchantment for Green Green, what, six? Correct. Green Green six. Creatures with flying can't attack you or planeswalkers you control at the beginning of your end step. Make a 5-5 five, five green worm. Creatures
1: with flying can't attack you. Uh, maybe That's that is a ble- Beetlejuice thing instead of a Tremors thing, because I think non-flyers wouldn't be able to attack you if it was a Tremors thing. Yeah. Unless it was Tremors three, right?
0: Now it was Tremors two that they had that they could fly, wasn't it? I, no, it was three. The Ask r- Blasters r- were three.
1: I was going to say, really, you don't know? You don't know the <laughs> Tremors reference, Brando? <laughs>
0: I got it. I just had to reorganize my thoughts. Jesus. Okay, okay. It's been it's been too many hours this week already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are our token makers. Should we move on to? There's some creatures that are just creatures. Should we talk about those? Are there creatures that are creatures? There are creatures that are. Well, they're enchantments too, but they're in the creatures section.
1: You know what's funny is we have an enchantment section. <laughs> yeah, enchantment which is. Deck.
0: It just doesn't even make sense. Let's do the creatures first, then we'll talk about the enchantment section. Uh, creature number one is Agent of Erebos
1: oh yeah this is cool okay so constellation for anybody who wasn't familiar with or didn't play during theros block it, it's a it's an ability that triggers whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield doesn't matter from where or, under our control doesn't matter from where if we cast it if we reanimate it whatever constellation whenever agent of Erebos or another enchantment enters the battlefield under our control exile all cards from
0: target players graveyard so it's like a bajuke every time you play anything. So it's like
1: a bajuke every turn. Maybe that's the reason we don't need
0: Scavenger Grounds. Yeah, because sure. we got one on Agent of Erebo. It's also a 2-2 two, two for 4. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a Destiny Spinner. This is a 2-3 for 2.
1: Creatures and enchantment spells you control can't be countered. So that probably by itself is worth it in this deck. It's an enchantment creature, so we can play it. Makes our enchantments not be able to counter three and a green target land we control becomes an xx elemental creature with trample and haste until end of turn where x is the number of enchantments we control so that actually turns itself into a win condition because everything in our deck is a is is an enchantment
0: you could make a beefy boy with that one
1: this card Uh. is secretly good even in decks that just want to play it like animar would want to play this deck or play this just to make creatures uncounterable, but because I do play some of the one drop make my land tap for two enchantments and carpet of flowers and stuff, it's like, oh, randomly I can make my land into like a four-four, take four. Or or block, bad.
0: right? Yeah. Uh we've got a Nylea's Colossus.
1: Here's another win con. This is a six-six enchantment creature giant for six and green constellation whenever Nylia's colossus or another enchantment enters the battlefield under our control double target creatures power and toughness until end of turn whoa Ooh, doggy so our destiny spinner land that was a 10 10 we cast an enchantment it's a 2020 20. we draw a card because we're playing an enchantment enchantress draw a card oh what do you know it's an enchantment cast
0: it my guy's a 40 40 you die <laughs> it's that Love easy it. it's it's simple as it's simple as hell Last creature is a Thought Render Lamia. Lamia? Lamia. It's uh, Lamia. Both sound dirty. This is a
1: 5-3 enchantment creature Lamia, sure, for black, black, four. Constellation, whenever Thought, whatever, Lamia, whatever, or another enchantment enters Battlefield under your control, each opponent discards a card.
0: That's 5-3 for six. Pretty good. Like,
1: if we can chain two or three or four enchantments together in a turn, like,
0: everybody has zero hand. And that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, here's the uh, the enchantments, the enchantment section in our mono enchantment deck. Uh, starting off with a, a card that I love and I've always wanted to play, but I've never found a deck for it, uh, Grim Feast. Yeah, and you got to love the Mirage Block art, right? Yeah, dude, just some dude eating an arm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so. there's like a dead naked lady in the in a hole behind him. Yeah. It'll make them like this anymore.
1: They don't make them like dead ladies anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> so green black one enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep it deals one damage to you so i'm listening i'm listening already whenever a creature is put into target opponent's graveyard from the battlefield gain an amount of life equal to that creature's toughness so i i think you have to pick a player or what's the errata on this card how come i didn't read this before i'm a i'm
0: an idiot the Eraditek says it affects all opposing players in a multiplayer game. Grim Feast is awesome. Yeah,
1: that would be. Yeah, I thought. I thought like lots of times it's like they fix it to target player or whatever.
0: Yeah, like uh, like the Black Vice or Stuffy Doll or something. Yeah. But not not this one. Nah, Grim Feast. Everybody, totally dope. Uh, next up, we have Power Leech. It's an enchantment for green green has some rad art on it. It says, gain one life whenever one... Actually, let me just read this one verbatim, because this is fun. Gain one life whenever one of opponent's artifacts becomes tapped, or whenever the activation cost of one of opponent's artifacts is paid, is not triggered by continuous effects. Gotta love grammar.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, that's like one sentence.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was awful. It It gives you some life when your opponent's artifacts become tapped. Uh, or that, when they use that's artifact a good abilities, card, right? it's a neat card. Yeah, it's, you don't see it very often, but it's a, it's a good way to gain back some of the life that we'll be incrementally losing as we get into other cards in the deck. So we've got Grim
1: Feast, where we gain life when stuff dies. We've got Power Leech, where we gain life when they tap their soul ring because they're going to. They don't care about one life for getting their two mana. Is is incremental life gain like that the same as like? gaining or the same as what am I trying to say here is is that the same as like not blocking do you know what I mean uh at certain points in the game or 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 is that the same as having chump blockers from our bitter blossom or whatever if we can if we know that we can stop an attack by gaining a couple life every round of the table is that the same thing as making a a a one one blocker each turn
0: ish you could probably liken the two it just kind of depends what's attacking you if a couple of 11s one are attacking you then then yeah if a couple of 55s five are attacking you not so much mm. uh last enchantment is a raking canopy it is green green 1 and whenever a creature with flying attacks you raking canopy deals 4 damage to it that is an awesome card
1: yeah creature with flying which there are a numerous amount of i guess and it deals 4 damage to the creature that is cool
0: yeah i like that one yeah Needs a Rex Angel eh? tokens all day. Did it it must have got one because it used to be quite a bit of money and now it's like forty cents according to this site. Oh,
1: you know what? I think it's I think it's the foils that are expensive.
0: Of course they are. Yeah, of course they don't
1: even do it. Don't look it up, Brando.
0: No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Ah, fuck it. It won't come up. I suck at the internet. Let's just keep going. Sure. Uh, uh, what should we do next? We do the draw spells next. Let's do the draw spells
1: because there is one that is very distinctly missing. There's two that are very distinctly missing that I thought I would mention in the budget section. Then you told me that B- Bitter Blossom's 80 bucks,
0: so I just don't even know what to think anymore. <laughs> okay, we're going to start at the bottom because it makes using this side a little bit easier. We're going to start with Night Dealings. This is an enchantment for Black Black 2. Whenever
1: a source would deal damage to another player, put that many theft counters on Night Dealings. Okay, Black Black 2, remove X theft counters from Night Dealings. Search your library for X a converted mana cost card of X or less and put it into your hand.
0: It's pretty good. That's kind of like a tutor. It's a a neat card. I've I've never seen it played, which kind of surprises me, but I I dig it. I like it. We've played it in exactly
1: one other deck, and it was like a deck that focused on incremental pings, and we're going to get to some of that in this deck. So whenever a source deals damage, it gets counters, and then you can search for things with CMC equal to the counters you remove when you pay four. So essentially... You pay four to cast it, you pay four again to Diabolic Tutor in this deck. This is going to be a card that lets us repeatedly tutor, but I just counted it as one tutor.
0: That's how we do it. We also have a Greed. It's,
1: It's essentially shitty Necropotence. It's four mana instead of three, and you go black, pay two life, draw a card. Why isn't this Necropotence? Erebos is also in the deck. Erebos is indestructible 5-7. You have to have devotion to black of 5 or else he's not a 5-7. And opponents can't gain life. Cool, yeah. but you can go black 1, pay 2 life, draw a card. All right, we also have a Gravestorm. This is at the beginning of your upkeep. Target opponent may remove a card in their graveyard from the game. If they don't, we draw a card. That is... So if we, can, if we can just exile... Like all graveyards with the that one guy whenever constellation we exile a graveyard with a gravestorm in play, essentially we draw two cards a turn.
0: I like how everybody's just like getting vacuum all these dead bodies are getting vacuumed out of the ground.
1: yeah, it makes me wish we could play Yogmoth's will. That is number one vacuum tribal <laughs> card How about uh, enchantress's presence. oh yeah, this is I think this is the only uh, I'm un, I'm already incorrect before I even said it. This is an enchantment for three, whenever you cast an enchantment draw a card, very much like Eidolon of Blossoms, which is the same thing, but for four mana, but it's whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield, doesn't need to be cast. And uh, Eidolon of Blossoms
0: is also a creature.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess it's a 2-2 where Enchantress's presence is just a regular enchantment. These are the only two, air quotes, Enchantress effects that are actually enchantments, right?
0: Yes, that I'm aware of, anyway. uh, Next up, we have a Death Reap Ritual
1: kind of a cool name this is this has got morbid so at the beginning of each end step if a creature died this turn draw a card at the beginning of each end
0: step that's a good that's a good one each one hey yeah, another one that doesn't get it doesn't get the play i think it deserves because creatures are gonna die you don't have to kill them creatures are gonna
1: die but i think for the most part like people are just gonna like not go hey i'll trade my one one for your one one Right, like people aren't going to take that block. They're going to take one, so they don't lose their one one and might make us draw two. And the other thing with Death Reap Ritual, I think, is like it's going to trigger when a creature dies. You draw a card at the end of the turn. You're going to draw one card off it because somebody's going to go Wrath of God, and all the creatures died at once, so you only get one trigger.
0: Well, you're only going to get one trigger anyway. Like
1: once. It's- y- yeah, but right. if 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 I go Death Reap Ritual, then you go Terror, your guy, then Jesse goes terror your guy then smitty goes terror your guy on individual turns i'm going to draw three cards but what's going to happen more often than not if there's lots of creatures is they're just going to go wrath of god and i'm going to fucking draw one card instead of three is one card better than no cards at the cost of a card and four mana i think it's okay i think it could be a necropotent (laughs) (laughs) anyways last draw spell bonds of mortality this is one I always forget about, too. Probably F.U. Evan probably plays this card because it's from, like, Battle for Zendikar or something. This is an enchantment for green one. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card, and you can go green. Creatures your opponent's control, lose hexproof, and indestructible until end of turn. So it's that, fine. that's fine. It's it fine. replaces itself, and then it, like, can make it so other things can die. It's an enchant rip. Oh Fuck. Did you just think of that or did you hear it somewhere?
0: I just thought of that just now.
1: That is... You can see yourself out, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we've got two more sections. We've got the damage section, which is what we're going to use to win games, and we have the removal section. Which one should we start with?
1: Let's do removal because I'm sure lots of these we can just kind of kind of go f- quickly through.
0: All right, let's start with uh, Witches mist.
1: Which is missed. Okay, this is an enchant. Okay, they're all enchantments. We, we get it. Okay, three to cast. You could pay three, tap it, destroy target creature that was dealt damage this turn. Wave of Terror. Oh, cool name. Cumulative upkeep one. At the beginning of our upkeep, each player sacrifices each creature with casting cost equal to Wave of Terror's last paid cumulative upkeep cost. Sick. So it's going to get all of the one drops, then all the two drops, and all the three drops and so forth
0: uh spreading plague
1: uh, uh, (laughs) oh that's topical (laughs) yeah topical (laughs) you're yeah too soon brando too soon (laughs) this is a five drop whenever a creature enters the battlefield destroy all other creatures that share a color with it oh god they also can't be regenerated
0: which is Relevant, I guess. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we're playing Lignify and Kenrith's Transformation and Song of the Dryads. They all turn
1: something into something shittier than it is. They Like a land or a 3-3 or an
0: 0-4. Right. Uh, we have Seal of Doom and Seal of Primordium. Those are
1: enchantments. When you sacrifice them, they destroy target creature or target artifact or
0: enchantment, respectively. Uh, we got a. Is this a Seb McKinnon special? No, it is not. It is just Font of Agonies. It kind of looks like it. I think it that, does. I I
1: think that J- Jason Angle is is like in cahoots. Maybe they were roommates in
0: college. Oh, maybe Seb McKinnon stole all of his ideas from Jason Engel.
1: Ooh, controversy cookout podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For merely a black mana, whenever you pay life. Put that many blood counters on Font of Agonies, okay? Hey, fuck Necropotence should be in this deck, anyways. <laughs> black one, remove a blood, remove four blood counters, destroy target creature. That's kind of a
0: bad rate, isn't it? This, honestly, this really should be a Necropotence because I've only seen two cards where were paying life, right? All right, let's do the let's do
1: the last two, then let's move on to the uh, the other the other section. Doomwake Giant. Oh, yeah. Constellation, whenever we get an enchantment, put a minus one, minus one counter on all of the creatures your opponents control.
0: <laughs> no, it, it's not a counter. It's just minus one, minus one.
1: Oh, oh, big deal. I'm going to cast three enchantments. Your whole board's gone. See you later.
0: <laughs> uh, ne- last one, one of my favorites again, Death Pits of Wrath. Five drop,
1: whenever a creature is dealt damage, destroy it. Goes very good with the first card that I want you to read from our deals damage section, which is another of your favorites in Pestilence.
0: Pestilence is an enchantment for black, black, two. At end of each turn, if there's no creatures, you have to sacrifice it. Black, Pestilence deals one damage to each creature and each player. So that would
1: just go like four mana to drop it, four mana... Kill all of your opponent's creatures. So good. With death, pits, or wrath, I guess. Yep. Anyways, let's get through these damagers. This section feels very much like Black's version of ghostly prison or propaganda effects, so I'm I'm going to pseudo kind of just say, try and clump them
0: as we go. Okay, we've got uh, blood reckoning. Or, wait, butt wrecking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one that
1: i liked blood (laughs) reckoning enchantment black three whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker we control that creature's controller loses one life so that is the ghostly prison propaganda effect in black it it makes it so our opponents don't want to attack us it disincentivizes them to attack us instead of mana though that they have to pay it's life Uh,
0: next up we have a curse of fool's wisdom
1: that is another curse. Whenever enchanted player is draws a card, they lose two life, and we gain two life. So again, we're gonna we're going to
0: we're gonna punish them for doing what they would be doing anyway. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a Grim Guardian.
1: That is a constellation. Grim Guardian or another enchantment enters the battlefield. Each opponent loses a life. That's a good one because I think that that one is gonna get sneaky lots of damage in.
0: Yeah, I, I th- that is one of those ones that low key will do a lot of work for you. I think that effects like that are are overlooked. Uh, next one is haunting wind. It works just the same as power leech, except it deals a damage to them instead of gaining some life for us. So whenever they tap an artifact or activate
1: an ability of an artifact, they take a damage. Yep. Cool. Cool art. Cool old
0: antiquities card. Mm-hmm. Only three fifty. Very neat. Uh, Hissing miasma is the same as blood reckoning um last laugh
1: that's a four drop enchantment from torment i I had to think of the word I, i knew the set symbol i had to think of the word whenever a permanent other than last laugh is put into the graveyard from the battlefield so whenever something dies last laugh deals one damage to each creature and each player when there are no creatures on the battlefield sacrifice last laugh this one too does sneaky lots of damage whenever a permanent other than last laugh dies
0: it's very good
1: like like whenever like that's a good one i like that one how about liability whenever a card is put into a player's graveyard from the battlefield that player loses one life so again kind of like last laugh but for cheaper
0: yeah and it only affects the person who's graveyard had the card put into it.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. That's fine though like if we're if we're pestilencing with with death pits? Yeah, with death pits like that we're going to get there.
0: How about uh, Marchesa's decree?
1: That is another one just like the other ones whenever we're attacked, the attacking player loses a life, but this one also makes us the monarch.
0: Ooh, drawing yeah. cards is always fun. Uh we have a palace siege. Oh,
1: these sieges are such a nightmare to read so when it enters battlefield you pick cons or dragons if you pick cons at the beginning of your upkeep return target creature from your graveyard to your hand of course we're probably not going to pick that unless we have an enchantment creature maybe umori I don't know maybe
0: he's not an enchantment oh yeah he's a creature he's fine
1: if we pick dragons at the beginning of our upkeep each opponent loses 2 life and we gain 2 life that's probably the one we're going to pick to negate the the, the piddly chip in damage but also to just start to drain our opponents down further and further to you know what I feel like I feel like this deck is going to get our, all the players at the table to like 15 or 20 life fairly consistently and then it's going to be like a, a destiny spinner or somebody casting like a big fatty or a Nylea's Colossus and it's going to be like, okay, who's going to be the first one to drop an EDH card? You know what I mean? <laughs> These are all just like a bunch of draft, chaff, f- enchantment cards. Who's going to be the first one to play a fucking EDH card and kill everyone?
0: <laughs> That's what this deck makes me feel like. Draft, chaff, and EDH card in Retreat to Hagra.
1: Oh, this is landfall. Choose one. Target Creech gets plus one and Death Touch. Who cares? The other one is landfall. Each opponent loses one life. We gain one life. That's the one we'll pick, probably.
0: Most likely. Revenge of Ravens is another butt-wrecking card where a creature attacks us, they lose some life. And Subversion is the last one.
1: During your upkeep, each of your opponents loses life, and we gain one life for each life lost this way. So this is another one that's just going to drain and
0: gain. Yeah. Oh, I guess there's a Withering Wisps, too. That's uh Oh, yeah. Cool art. Cool card. Give it a read. It is essentially pestilence. It's black, black, one for an enchant. When there's no creatures, you have to sack it. Black, Withering Wisps deals one damage to each creature and each player, but you can't spend more black in this way each turn than the number of snow-covered swamps you control. That's why we're playing snow-covered swamps. That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what... <sighs> A three cost pestilence instead of a four drop pestilence lets us curve out into the death pits pestilence type of scenario a little bit easier which I'm all for you can cast like your Farika in between them if you wanted and it wouldn't even die because it's not a creature
0: probably and that's what you want to do because you got to have a creature to keep your pestilence effects around
1: yes yeah, so maybe we do wanted a creature I don't know whatever cool deck I love when we can include stuff from like like Ice Age and Antiquities. And what's the other one? Hunting, hunting, whatever. Is that from Antiqui- Antiquities as well? Yes. I love it. And, and I like that this is the first deck. We've got wild growth in here, but like architect is using the Ice Age art, so it's another Ice Age one, right?
0: <laughs> I like that picture, actually. It's like a saber-toothed tiger head with some vines through it. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one I'm going to alter for Animar, but I'm going to add a whole bunch of like psychedelic colors onto the vines. Ooh. I don't my my wild growth isn't altered yet. I'm using an uh, a beta 1 instead. I
0: think I have a shitty white bordered one. I should get this one. The 7th edition foil ones, I think. I don't know. one of, of, of the ones is super expensive. No. Anyways, some
1: some strengths and weaknesses. What do you think? You you said you had a strength and a weakness well, discussion point.
0: One of the weaknesses of this deck that I it, I just can't get it out of my head and I, maybe when you see it in action I'm I'm wrong. But here's a thing with decks like this, and I, I play in the Wary, so I know all about these incremental damagey damagey decks. Th- this one's encouraging people to attack you in order to do damage, and eventually you're going to be racing against not a 1-1. Like, a Hissing Miasma's great if they're attacking you with 20 goblins, because then you get 20, they get 20, but you have less blockers than they do, and the... Odds are, eventually, those one ones are going to be two twos, and they're going to be a hundred percent faster than you. And regardless of what that fairy tale says, being the fastest person in the race means you're going to win the race. So yes, it's it's weak to combat, and since it doesn't have sorceries to wipe the the board clear or some kind of stacksy effect to stop things from attacking you beyond you know losing one life, because if I'm going to hit you for ten, I'll just swing in with my fucking ten ten and take one. Like, I don't care, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Like I don't give it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. So you're kind of really relying on that Death Pits of Wrath Pestilence combo to keep the the opponent's board clear. And speaking again from experience, Death Pits of Wrath does not last very long.
1: No, because it like it makes it so nobody can block, right? Like you're attacking me with uh, I'm attacking you with my three three, and somebody has a Death Pits, and normally you would block with your seven seven. But instead, I'm going to get in for three damage because you don't want your seven-seven to die.
0: Yeah, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna crows and grip your death pits of wrath and crack you back for seven. Like it's,
1: yeah. After you fucking block and kill my thing and you blow two people out. Yeah. So it's,
0: it's a it's a tricky deck to play, and I think it would be lots of fun. But it is a, it's a weakness that I just can't see past just by looking at it on a screen that's right you know what i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna roll that into a a nice package when we talk about the strengths but listen to this just we'll stay on weaknesses for a second so we can end on a positive so we're losing the best card draw in green and black if you don't count sylvan library and necropotence because they're both fucking enchantments and they're not in the deck fyi (laughs) but we are losing like the the pay to draw to lose to we're missing like the sorcery speeds that draw us cards for the biggest creature we control we're missing those in green and black by playing enchantments we we are obviously we're we're leaning into the necropote or sorry we're leaning into the pestilence type of game plan to mass destroy creatures because we can't cast a damnation so that that skews our mana distribution a little bit it it makes us play more black mana producing lands than maybe we should based on how bad the deck needs green early game and that might be some of the reason we see so many just basics because we know that we're going to get green untapped on turn one but i think that there should be even more green untapped on turn
0: one and less swamps and i mean i guess maybe he plays a, an abundance of sl- snow covered swamps just so the withering wisps is a little bit better and that's what i mean right and and the the pestilence too yeah, like, if you have one snow-covered swamp and it taps for a 100, your Withering Wisps only does one. Duh.
1: Now, flipping this onto its head, though, to give a little bit of a positive spin to this, is, like, you had said, it, it incrementals and it damages and people are going to dink you down and you might be going down as low, even though we have all that, like life gain in our deck that we're inter- incrementally gaining the life back as other people are losing it but we're getting attacked so everybody's down around like eight ten twelve we are seven drop enchantment that we can find with that one tutor that lets us tutor over and over again night dealings it it's just gonna fucking win the game for us our yeah. seven drop and eight drop cards win us
0: the game as they should
1: and I think that that is a definite strength makes the deck feel very EDH. I love that we've limited ourselves in such a way that we're playing this niche deck that is so like off the wall restricted. But at the same time, it's like, oh, this deck has like lots of play and it. And it's not a, just a, like a, a trick deck. Right? Like, you've accused Lord of Tressorhorn of being like, oh, give it Infect, Chander's Ignition. There's my trick. Ha-ha. Right? This deck, even though it's got that weird restriction like Lord of Tressorhorn has, it's not a trick deck. There's lots of play to it, which I love.
0: You're always involved, and every decision you make is important. It's not an autopilot-type deck. I dig that, too. That's right, yeah. And it's got 101 cards in it, which is cool. You know what else I like? I don't know if I mentioned this already, but Umori, I read the... uh that little lore package that came out for Akoria, and oh, yeah. Umori is like a little ooze, and he crawls around all day, and he picks up shiny things and puts it on like a hat. So he's like Ooh. an a- he's like an amorphous drag queen. That's pretty cool. I like Umori the collector as a character.
1: I, I was gonna call him an a- amorphous like magpie, <laughs> <laughs> but drag queen is good too. Yeah, both are fun. So budget section. We've got a $250 deck, if we cut that Bitter Blossom, we are looking at like a, a hundred and some dollar deck, which is great the downside to this particular deck though is a lot of the cards in here that we're using are actual rare cards they might only be worth like 40 cents but they are rare cards so when you open up somebody's binder they're not going to be the ones that are just like throw away here you go they're not going to be the ones the store just like has on the floor in the corner (laughs) right they're going to be the ones that you're going to actually have to pay a fucking 40 cent price tag for unless you got sweet. Dude, bros like in CCO Nation that are willing to just like give you give and take type forty cent
0: commons. Yeah, just get this out of here. get I I don't I don't want this in my house. I don't want it in my life. Just just take this and play with it, please.
1: Yeah, like a, a furia, the cacophony, or
0: wherever whatever its name is. No, I'd probably give that away honestly if I had one of oh, those. Yeah, you would if I was oh, to dude, ever open 25 one of those. cents.
1: I'd, You're never even gonna play it.
0: Oh, never in a million years. I will hundred percent give that to somebody if I don't throw it in the garbage first. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Well well, recycle.
0: Everybody recycle in CCO Nation. Yeah, that that too. Yeah. Now you know what? Fuck it. A FEMA, garbage. <laughs> garbage that bitch. Yeah, garbage that shit. Garbage
1: are right into the harpy garbage. <laughs> so couple things. No necropotence, I've I've harped on it. That's like a thirty dollar card. No Sylvan Library, that's like a thirty dollar card. Yeah, okay, it's fine. No cabal coffers, no Urborg, right? which, uh, in a two-color deck that includes black with this many swamps, like, we could we could play those, but, like, those four or five cards, whatever I recommended, uh, like, are an extra $250 or $290 or whatever, like, skip it. This deck's
0: got lots of play without making it go above the $500 mark, right? Yeah, you don't need to go... Fi- I, I, I don't want to say... I'm saying this like it's a bad thing, but it's not. The The deck is a gimmick, and if you're going to play a deck that's a gimmick, you don't need to invest hundreds of dollars in a mana base. Just... Play it for fun. It's gonna work. It's two colors. You don't need perfect mana in a two color deck that's for fun. Y- yeah, y- and
1: and saying it saying it's a gimmick but a good thing also is even better because you can actually convince people that it's a gimmick and it's not very good and then you just fucking tromp them with like Nylea's Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> Check out this gimmick, boys! Enchantment, enchantment, enchantment. Take sixty. <laughs> oh yeah that's it oh lord that's it so that's the deck you know what we've got a spice calculator to do because we're a touch short on time of course i've got beer to drink because i've barely taken any meds today i'm at the lake and you don't like to spend 10 hours per show editing so i thought you know what let's just skip to the spice calculator let's do it popularity on edhrec.com for what, what are we calling her freaky freaky fliction
0: uh, wait. Paprika the Freak? Pa- Paprika the spice Oh, no, I like Paprika the Freaka. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay, anyways, whatever we're calling her, there are 150 lists on EDHrec.com. That makes her the 18th most built Golgari Commandee.
0: Right below Felon of Havenwood and right above Palu Kranos Unchained. Did you say right below felon of havenwood that's right The dirty rotten fucking mushroom deck is higher than farika wow. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to cco nation i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i like this this is an average cmc of 3.24 which we've seen in casual magic that trend over the last two or three years go down we've trended downwards about two point or 0.25 of a of a cmc over the last 3 years. I just thought that was interesting.
0: I'm not sure if I like the the downtrend in mana cost cuz it it kind of it limits the card pool of playable cards which is one of the big things I like about commander, but it is where we are going, so I guess we have to accept it.
1: Pe- people people run like a, a little bit higher quality threat now, so they run either interaction to Destroy other people's better quality threat, or they run something to protect their higher quality threat. And those things tend to be of the one or two mana variety, right? Yeah. Like the the cards that give your creatures indestructible, or the counter spells, or what have you, right?
0: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, there's
1: there's always a reason, right? We don't have to agree with it, and I mean that's what that's why we communicate and and do the rule zero thing, right? Yeah. Anyways, uniqueness rating. This is the number of cards that different than the stock freaky freaka page on edhrec.com 43 different cards
0: wow that's really good that's
1: a that's a big number so we punch it all into the spice calculator we get a spice rating of 61.3 oh shit that is awesome that's a spicy-ass nugget for our first deck tech in weeks. I'm glad that we picked one that is, like, above
0: 60. That's, like, Spice with honors, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. I mean, we're, we're back with a vengeance, is what we are. <laughs> spice with a vengeance. <laughs> so,
1: great deck. Nat Thumpsum. Love the list. Love the includes. Love that it is fairly budget, and with one or two cuts, it could be extremely budget. my final thought of the day is sorry i'm in the garage again you can hear the clock you can hear my echo um that's my bad Brando, run over the this week's giveaway thank our glorious sponsors final thought of the day
0: all right, uh, big thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com, They're Canada's biggest magic store, for helping us keep the lights on and for providing our super cool social distancing limited edition collectible playmats that we'll be giving away this week and I think next week, maybe the week after, depending on how many playmats we're getting. I'm not sure how many it is, Ryan. Several. Excellent. So we'll be sending those out for the next several weeks. As far as the deck goes, I really think it's cool that somebody took this particular companion and did something that was a little unique with it, because I'm sure everybody's just expecting Marin shenanigans and value creatures and... That would never make it onto this show, but I'm sure it's going to be the first thing that everybody else is talking about. So I'm glad that we got to do this one. Thank you, Nat, for sending it in. I'm looking forward to seeing some more companion stuff. Maybe there actually is something to this super restrictive build restriction that we can actually look at and have fun like in decks like this one. So thanks to Nate for sending it in. Thanks to all of you for inviting us into your ear holes, your eye holes, and whatever other holes you've invited us into this week. And we'll be back next week with another deck. Hold on a second. What?
1: Next week, we have a very special two deck episode. This is going to be a head to head deck tech.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Brian versus Brando, and everybody in the nation is going to have to let us know either on YouTube comments or Twitter or Facebook, wherever it is that we ask, who who is uh, the best deck techer.
0: Man, we haven't done that since episode zero. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Wow. Here I'm... we are. Look at us. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Yeah, we're right back where we started. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's not so bad. Life is cyclical, Ryan, and there's nowhere to go but up. And we're going to go that direction on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Sick.